Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Restart, Reset. Let's go. Okay, hang on. Come Beep. On. Take two. You got an extra second to think of your name. There's nothing. There's nothing. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today, as always, is... Sandwich Cooper. Because I just ate a sandwich. And does, <laughs> does that have to do with the movie? Nope. It has to do with what I just ate. So you are just admitting that at this point... These names just suck. <laughs> no, dude, that was really good. <laughs> there's no, there's not, there's literally not even a sandwich in the movie. You just haven't, you didn't see it, but I did. I saw it. There's it was not one. Looked delicious. Joining me today, as always, is Solomon Cooper. And today we're going to be discussing a, I don't know, would you call it a little comedy, a big comedy? I can't tell how, how well it's doing. I haven't been checked following the box office on it. But um, it is starring Jennifer Lawrence, and that is the movie No Hard Feelings. No Hard Feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Indeed. So this movie kind of came out of nowhere for me a little bit because I only heard I, – I, I rarely find out about a movie at the theaters. Mm-hmm. And we were watching I – th- I think it was a horror movie. And what horror movie have we watched in the theater? It was a long time ago, like a couple months ago. You know what horror movie we watched in the theater? I all mean, of them. I meant recently. But all this, like you know how they do all the uh, red band trailers a lot of times before the rated R films horror films, and so they did they did the rated R trailer for uh, Evil Dead Rise, mm-hmm. and another red band trailer came on, and I was like, oh, what what new horror movie is this? And it was just for like a raunchy. Sex comedy with Jennifer Lawrence. And honestly, I thought it looked hilarious. Yeah. So I've been wanting to see it. It has been out for a couple of weeks, so we're not like right on. It has? Yeah. Did that like just released like yesterday or something? No, it's been out for a couple of weeks. Um, But we had other things that we needed to go see instead. And this weekend happened to be slow because the only other options were insidious the red door and we haven't really been a very insidious focused podcast <laughs> or focused family well we watched the first two movies. yeah but i think the the we recent i kind of fairly recently watched this first one with you again mm-hmm. um because you're a big fan of the conjuring i love the conjuring and of james wan in general yes um we also could have seen elemental I refused to. And watch my dad it, said no. He said I hate Elemental, even though Claude is in that movie, and I love Claude. Um, but based on what is this? Just like some funny joke that like high schoolers have right now, dude. You just don't know about Claude. Neither do you. You never seen the movie, dude. He's this little Earth guy, and he, you know, what he does. He hits on the fire lady once. 
but you've never seen the movie. So how's this guy like a meme? Oh, I love him. <laughs> no, dude, I, that's just what I told you about this. That's just what Pixar's marketing has been. They made like a fake TikTok being like the theater when Claude goes on screen and then it plays stock audio with people cheering. Well, I just don't have the energy to discuss or review or conversate about yet another very mediocre Pixar movie. What was the last? What, when's the last time we've done that? Every time that Pixar has made a movie for the last however many years. That's rude. It's true, though. What about Coco? That movie's good. Yeah. Coco was like six years ago. No way. Yes, it was, or more. We what lived in Toy Dallas Sto- when we saw Toy that. about Toy Story 4? We lived in Dallas when we saw that, too. <coughs> That's not that. What about that movie where the guy's parents are just pants? That movie was good. That movie was That was okay. his dad. That was their dad. They were saving his dad. Hey, look, this is making it sound like we really don't want to talk about this movie. Well, you're making it sound like that. So let's uh, so let's talk about uh, no hard feelings. Let's 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 let's. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even look it up. I could, but I'm not gonna do it. And I apologize to all the folks. Why not? Involved. You can look it up if you want to. I left my phone outside. I, I don't know um, anything about anybody in this movie except for Jennifer. Lawrence. Except for Jennifer Lawrence and Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of cameos from semi-famous people, but mostly it's like smaller comedy character actors. Sure. And, um, and the guy that's in, in the bear and in, is in Andor, whose name I also can't remember. See how unprofessional Yeah, we're so good at this. We're, not, we're, we're actively not going to look anything up. Because um, it's a comedy movie. I just don't feel like it's important. It's, we're not going to be talking about the cinematography. You don't know. You never know. Who directed this movie, Dad? Some guy who I oh, never heard of before. Dear God. I saw someone important directed this movie, I'm pretty sure. Someone important? Someone who I knew, at least. I think that's cool. Fine, I'll look it up. Do you want to give a plot synopsis while you're looking this up? Yeah, Solomon, give us a plot synopsis of No Hard Feelings. So basically, this... Oh, like, let me just give you this plot synopsis. As you can see, I was right on top of it. I'm excited to give this plot synopsis. This girl, lady, Jennifer Lawrence, right? She is um struggling with money and her tar her car her tar just got code her tar just got code her tar just got code mm-hmm. got code all the way up so now she these rich people are giving away a car if they date his her their son and and then and so, they put and they put uh date in air quotes yeah um and that's that's kind of it, you know. Then, then the movie happens. You know, things get a bit crazy, wild. Also, wait, their son is like nineteen, and she's like thirty-two. By like the that. way, the guy who is That's from important. the Bear has the weirdest name ever, and I would never ever remember it. What's his name? It's Eben Moss Bachrock. Dude, I love Eben Moss Bachrock. Eben. Eben. Or Ebon. So I said it could be Ebon. Ebon. Is it Ebon? Like Ebon? I have no idea. All right, who directed this movie? Is it someone cool? Gene Stupidniski. Stepniski. 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 He's from the Ukraine. Oh, see? Oh, you know what? I should have known that you were going to love this. He didn't want to support our Ukrainian. He directed um, The Office, but then he directed uh, that movie that you really liked. I think it was the first kind of inappropriate movie you ever saw. Uh, Good Boys. Oh. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Vaguely. Very vaguely. Yeah, I remember liking that movie, though. Cool. Was that a good plot synopsis, Dad? Um, I honestly didn't hear a single thing you said because I was so busy doing the looking up. I feel like you're doing way more than looking it up. 
No, I'm just doing. Feel like you're obsessed with your phone right now. I no. should have never gotten it out. I just was doing looking. What's going on in there? Are looking. you texting? No, I'm not texting. I accidentally backed out of the thing. I don't believe you. Yeah, I did. No, for real. Um, so besides Jennifer Lawrence is always great. We've known this for a long time. So you didn't even pay attention to my plot synopsis. No, did you get it right? Do you want to do it again? No, I don't want to say it. Can you do plot synopsis two even more synopsis <laughs> No, I can't. They already heard it. Well, I didn't hear it. Well, that sucks. You're a failure. I said the importance bit. Yeah, I did, I did hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear you say it. What are we doing? You said she had money, and then she needed some money, and then these people asked a date. Because I, I remember I was going to chime in and say, they said date, you but said they said that. date with air you quotes. You did say that. Oh, I did say it. I don't even remember what I said. This guy is such a bad podcast This is what happens when you're on your phone. Number. And look, that was all planned because this exactly. movie is all about not being on your phone because you can't be present. Yes, and I'm so... So you guys thought that we were just doing the whole thing. Yeah, That's a little banter. good actors we are. Yeah, we actually wrote the skit right beforehand, so... Yeah, hope it sunk in. Yeah. But yes, the movie has a very much uh, subplot about how much it hates phones. I hate phones. Well, Ukrainian directors very much hate phones i actually really do hate my generation we're always on our phones we're always doing garbage trash all the time i really just wish i could have lived in the 80s bro i was born in the wrong time I i'm lived just in such the an 80s old soul all of us are on our phones too no you were in the 80s uh you you didn't live through the 80s you lived through you were born in 84 don't give away my age i meant i was born in 89 i went upside down for <laughs> Yeah, I meant 2084. (laughs) Upside down four would be me born in 1980 chair. Funny. It was funny to me. Um, But anyway, so like this movie has pretty mixed reviews online. uh, But comedy is very subjective. And based on what I saw in the trailer... I thought I was going to like the movie, and mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then based on what I saw on the screen when the movie was playing, <laughs> I liked the movie, and I thought it was funny. I agree. I thought it was funny, too. I was laughing. Yeah. At first, whenever it was first starting, I was like, "Is it, am I supposed to be laughing right now? Because I was like, "Is this? am I just going to sit here? I don't know why. I just got. I started like getting really anxious that I was just not going to laugh. Gonna enjoy the movie. Yeah, because no one laughed at like one scene. I don't remember what it was. And I kind of just sat there, and I was just like, this, nothing is funny. The, so I can I will throw a bone to the folks who really hated it, and some of the the people that didn't like the movie like they hated it. Really? Yes. Why? Um, they just thought it was not funny, and they thought that because of that, it was just a crappy movie. Yeah, well, I was gonna say like semi romantic comedy. So I'll throw them this one bone, and that is the movie has the sensibilities. Of like a quirky indie comedy, mm-hmm. the way it's shot feels like that, and the way that they kind of take very seriously the emotional parts of the movie. You know what I mean? And they're mm-hmm. and just like the whole the whole feel of the movie, the general style and tone of the movie, have that quirky. You know, like those videos that we've been watching yes. where that girl's like talking about like in those like those kind of indie comedies that I always say they call themselves comedies, but you never actually laugh. You just sometimes. Give a halfway smile while you're watching them. Sure. So it has the style of one of those movies and a lot of the sensibilities in that it really wants you to care about these characters and love them. Mm -hmm. But it tries to ram that together with the Fairly Brothers style outrageous comedy like Dumb and Dumber or something about Mary. 
And sometimes it really clashes badly. And sometimes there can be a little bit of tonal whiplash when it will move from a really poignant scene to a really kind of gross out scene. Sure. But I like both of them. So it worked. It worked for me. Yeah. What did you think? Did you feel like there was like a tonal clash there? I never noticed any of that at all. Really? No. I I just was like, oh, this is a fun movie, funny, funny, funny movie. And I like the characters. I love the characters. Yeah. I thought they all did very good. I and was actually going to turn to you the, the first five minutes of the movie where, you know, she's talking to Gary about towing her car. And then she's hanging out with her friends at the restaurant and her friend's husband's a dum-dum and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're just like sitting on the beach and smoking a cigarette. And the Native American guy, who I couldn't really tell, like what his role is in her life. Is he your attorney? That's right. That's what it seemed like. I mean, I'm glad they gave him one extra scene because he wasn't really in the movie. And he, yeah, that was kind of odd. Um, but I almost leaned over and said, "I'm actually, I'm already sad about this movie being over because I just could hang out in this loungy hangout movie <laughs> kind of way with these characters for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just wanted to kind of binge watch it." eight episode show about these these people, people. Yeah. yeah i I really like the characters i feel like they did a great job and also like for this fun like this fun like comedy silly little con- silly silly tiny little itsy bitsy comedy i keep saying a little like a really condescending little a-hole <laughs> uh, it's really annoying um but for this like funny and like like you said outrageous uh comedy the acting was like really like i feel like it was really good you know like dramatic and like like whenever they i feel like they were able to match the tonal shifts. Right. And it was really good. I mean, it was Jennifer Lawrence already has proven that she can be an action star. And she's also proven she could be funny before. Um, and But now she's doing like pratfalls. Like she's doing like slapstick mm-hmm. in a lot of scenes in this movie. Yeah. And like she, crazy things. Yeah. And she proved she could do that. Um, and I, I want to do a shout out. Let's give a it, shout out. It's important because I want to give a voice to the voiceless movie stars who make <laughs> billions of dollars getting to make out with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like those voiceless people need us to shout out for them because if we don't speak for them, who will? <laughs> <laughs> Amen, Dad. Um, but, yeah, I, that's what I was trying to look up. His name is uh, Andrew Barth Feldman, and I'm sure he's been in things that I've seen. Uh, but he plays the the young you know, nerdy kid who she's supposed to be seducing. Percy is his name. Yeah, Percy. And based on the trailers, I was just pretty much assuming that he was just like going to be like the butt of the joke. You know what I mean? And then it's just going to be us just watching Jennifer Lawrence have a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, because Jennifer Lawrence produced this this movie. She's the one who made sure it got made. For some reason, she just like loved the script and, you know, really wanted to do it. And so she even agreed to star in it so that it could get made. Yeah. That's why you have her starring in a movie that very clearly normally would not have somebody of her caliber in it based on everyone who's surrounding her. Not, not again, these are bad actors. They're just not famous, huge fame. Yeah. This is not one of those movies where the cameos are like Will Ferrell and Steve Carell. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You get one famous person and that's somebody who no offense to uh, Mr. Bueller isn't exactly like, the go-to guy in Hollywood right now. Sure. Even though I did find his, he didn't have a ton to do, but I thought his performance was really fun. Who was he? He was a dad. Oh. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Yeah, like he didn't have a ton to do, but he was pretty, he had some fun. He had some fun. Some fun little scenes. See, see, see what you're doing condescending to Ferris Bueller. 
All right. Well, we need to take a quick break. Little we'll scenes. be right back to dive even deeper. So deep. Into this deep, deep movie. There was some things, and I would like to talk about. All right. <laughs> and, and now, now a word, word from, from our sponsors. sponsors. Welcome back to the Kids Days in the Podcast and our discussion of No Hard Feelings, starring Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, No Hard Feelings, which is a pun, because it's talking about actual feelings, and it's talking about mm, other things. Mm. <laughs> For everyone who uh, was listening, uh, he pointed in his uh, genitalia area. I did not. Why are you trying to make this not a PG podcast? It we is... are reviewing a rated R sex comedy, so. Yeah, don't judge us. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't push play on this, so now we have to take 10 seconds off of our time. All right, so yeah, let's uh, let's dive into a really quick thing that I because you said that you didn't notice at all any tonal shifts that were bizarre. Yeah, I'm just so blind. I just walked in there bumbling. So they have this incredibly weird scene. I I'm not gonna say the movie should be meaner because it's a nice movie, and I appreciate that. Personally. Really did. I appreciated the fact that the movie is really nice. But um, there's like this really weird scene where he is feeling hurt because he's found out that she's just doing this because her parents are paying him, you mm -hmm. know, classic rom-com or whatever scenario where someone makes this dare. Yeah. is always what happens. So he finds out and there's this really, this really weird scene where he starts being really cruel for her and then tr like cruel to her for and her. like treating her like a sex worker not that there's any time to be rude to sex workers, mm -mm. but he starts being very mean to her and, uh, and he's in cruel. And then they try and play this scene three different ways. Each one of them works as individual moments, but I don't even know if it works as like a whole five minute segment. What? But I was there for it. Like it was still funny and fun and heartwarming. Describe it. It's the part where he's like start being like, "Oh, you're supposed to have sex with me for a car, so let's do it. Come, come on, and let's do it now." Mm -hmm. And then they do, and well. they do, and then they make it into another joke, and then they make it into like a gross out comedy joke. So, and each one of the moments individually worked, but it was a huge, biz bizarre amount of tonal whiplash. I didn't get any whiplash though. Well, so what about the part where like there's the big grand? moment of her tracking him down so she can con t convince him that, that she really does care about him and wants to be his friend and then it ends with her like butt on fire flying through a barbecue That's not how pit. that ends she just he just ignores her that wasn't like a big grand moment he uh, says in the nope. middle of a big grand moment it's not a grand moment at all she's she's trying to have a big grand moment she, she walks over there and then he says nope 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 walks to his car and then butt is on fire afterwards then they have the grand moment <laughs> It was so much, there, there was like a whole incredibly slapstick scene right in the middle of the two dramatic moments. I'm just saying, as an example, that's what I, I would say. Those, like, going from someone trying to have a heartfelt conversation to them smashing their face against the car window like a bug and then getting their butt caught on fire when they run through a barbecue pit is like you're doing two different kinds of comedies at, at once. Sure. So. I just didn't get any whiplash. It's fine. I didn't say it wasn't Maybe fine. it's because you don't have a spine. Is that about that? You rubber. <laughs> that doesn't mean I wouldn't get whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> All 
How'd you get whiplash with no spine? Dad, if I slam my head and then my spineless body swung around like some chicken, I feel like I would still get whiplash. I don't think you know what whiplash is now. What do you mean? And that's not what whiplash is. Whiplash is like when you overly you keep starting and stopping and you hurt your 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 back, your neck, and I guess your spine is there. But I feel like you would still like oh, hurt man, your head. We shouldn't even start trying. Wouldn't to it hurt your like that. brain? That's not whiplash though. That's just a brain injury. It's a concussion. No, 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 no. No, like if I like if you get whiplash and then like you slam back and you go like that, doesn't it not like hurt your head? I'm sure it can like cause part of your spine or backbone to like. Separate from your no. Skull. I mean, like, like my head. That like, has nothing to do with whiplash, though. Okay, well, maybe I don't know what whiplash is. But I didn't get any there in this movie. Sorry that I don't know. Anyway, what real life whiplash is it? It's fine. I'm not upset about that. You didn't get whiplash from the movie. I also really, really like the movie. I'm just like I said. I was just throwing a bone out there for the people who actively didn't like you it. You threw a bone from two segments. Yes, I threw this bone so <laughs> far, <laughs> so long. You know, let's just talk about the actual meat and potatoes of this movie. Okay. Stop talking about the emotional whiplash. I, I was just saying that I can understand. If, imagine if you. Did, I don't imagine care if you, didn't, if you understand. Imagine if you didn't think the movie was funny at all, and you saw it just veering between being like really goofy and like really sincere. Sure, but that that's the biggest thing to me for a comedy. I thought it was really really funny. But so did I. I thought it was really 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 funny. Really funny. Oh, so you just added more really to yeah, how funny I thought yeah, it was. I actually thought it was very funny. Very, really, really, very funny. Like, there was, like, some of them weren't even, like, played. They didn't, like, play them, like, really heavily. Because, like, there's obviously some big gags. But mm-hmm. there's, like, just little funny lines of dialogue that are, like, absurd. That Like, whenever he said, he said, why do you want to adopt a dog today? And she said, because I can't have any dogs of my own. <laughs> It's just, just the dumb line, but it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. There's some really, really. Ris- I just love. I love random things like this because, like, there was that scene with the with the skinny dipping, right? Mm-hmm. And so she, she's skinny dipping with this dude. Oh, I bet you did love this scene. I bet you loved it. I bet there's a really deep, mature reason why you loved this scene. I was even continue. going to reference. <laughs> wasn't even going to mention it. Actually, I have to mention it. So she's skinny dipping with this guy. And then these people start stealing her clothes, right? And then obviously she does the normal thing, which is go fight them. But she's fighting completely naked. But the what the, the funny thing is is that she just walks back into the, into the ocean with him. He's like, "Hey, uh, so like, what's going on?" And then starts being like super flirty after she just destroyed three children. Yeah, and that's like there I were just, children, but they're teenagers. But yeah, well, they're still considered children. I feel like. Yes, but yeah, she just beats the crap out of them and then like immediately goes back into the water. Yeah, the, like like I just lo- that's that's the kind of. Th- tone shifts but that was on purpose and they knew what they were doing with that one i thought that was funny yes and i think that like some of the people that didn't like the movie actually said the movie has no sense of comic timing and how you should film or whatever a uh, comedy and i think some of those people are buffoons yeah. because i think that scene is a great example of of good comic timing not just by the, from the actors but in the editing and in the filmmaking right cuz like it goes from him being in the water, and it's a little two-shot, right? Just their face is intimate. They're skinny dipping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows what could happen? And then it cuts to her of beating all these people up to get her clothes back. Mm-hmm. Normally, in skinny in movies like where someone steals the skinny dipper's clothes, they just sit in the water, and they're like, no, guys. Yeah. So 
but they actually take it a, ne- a step further and um i guess fair warning for those of you who might be a little bit more prudish but like she's completely naked yeah and they don't shoot it like a lot of movies would where you just show her face you mm-hmm. know what i mean no. or her face and shoulders so they do that in a wide shot so you're fully getting the impact of a full grown woman naked who's woman. naked beating all these kids up <laughs> and it's like it's like full fight choreography too it's awesome yeah and it's and it's also funny Mm-hmm. And it would not have been as funny if you weren't willing to do the wide shots, you know, yeah. and you just did the close ups and whatever. So I think this movie does have a good comic sensibility. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't change anything about it. Even even the parts about it that are I think that don't work or the tonal inconsistencies, because otherwise we wouldn't have this kind of movie. It, it'd be it'd be too indie where it's not funny anymore mm-hmm. or it'd be too Hollywood where and zany it's not, where it's not it's heartfelt. Not, yeah, it's not like close and intimate with your character. You don't love your characters so much. Yeah. So what did you think about the way that they developed the relationship between a 19-year-old and a 32-year-old? And a 32-year-old who, like, 19 is a very young age. Like, you age a lot even between, like, 19 and 24. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, did you think it was believable that their relationship, like they cared about each other. Or? Yes, I did. I did, Father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I thought it was just. I think it's really. I just think it's so cool. Uh, no, I need to restart my my thought. Um, yes, I think it was really funny because they do have to connect these people, and obviously there is such an age difference. But I think it's equally as funny to watch, like Jennifer Lawrence. She's having to like parent, but also be like really like seduce him seduce him so it it makes for this like really odd and kind of like uncomfortable kind of vibe but it's still like really sweet yeah and watching her also trying to be like young and like trying to like try to do the the young things but then also seeing like young culture like when she goes to the party and starts looking at the people on their cameras and stuff yeah and then she makes a gay joke and then starts getting filmed everywhere and getting recorded i feel like there was just a lot of fun things that a lot of good ways that they uh you know uh, put these these ages together, but you know, still managed to create this like sweet vibe. Well, and that's another. Like I said, I'm I, I cannot give enough kudos to whatever his name is, Shalamo Bumble Bing Bong. Shalamo Bumble Bing Bong. <laughs> My phone went into silent mode, so now I don't have his name pulled up anymore. Silent mode. What is his name? It goes. It went radio silent. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think that's what happens when your phone's in silent. It doesn't turn off. It's so upsetting to me because he's uh. He's uh, the actual actor's name is no longer pulled up because you made me look up no hard feelings. I did not make you look up no hard feelings. Andrew Barth Feldman. Mm, Sorry, mm-hmm. you made me look up uh, high school musical. The musical the um, but yeah, he was really good, and I think he did a really good job of playing like this sincere, sweet guy. He was so good, and he reminded me so much of me. He had, he had no, he reminded me of me. Every, uh, every time he was going out with her, I felt like every date that I've gone on as an adult. I felt like him too. Also, he's super skinny and cool and nerdy. Yeah. And, so, but he said, also, yeah, but so, he also doesn't want to do any of the crazy, crazy, wilding thing, wilding so things. That's what's happening to you in your life. What? A bunch of like hot Jennifer Lawrence ladies are trying to no move things that. too fast. They're trying to push the pedal to the metal too fast, and you're like, "Whoa! I just want to get to know you." No. Obviously not, but I feel like that's what I would do, and that's also what I wasn't really even comparing myself to to him in that way. I meant like in the he's just like a cool, not cool, he's just like a little nerd, and he dresses like me. He's so cool. 
and he, and he's so skinny and scrawny. Cool is just not like the me. way I would describe him, but I thought he was very good. He's just like me for real. Also, Jennifer Lawrence did an amazing job of um, portraying somebody who you're supposed to believe has been living a hard life. You know what I mean? Of just one night stands, refusing to get close to anybody. Mm-hmm. But when she's doing the seduction scenes, the way she plays it is so over the top that it actually makes her character seem like really almost like really innocent because it's so over the top. It's like she learned about how to seduce people from watching movies. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? And that also it really helps to like also like develop her because you can really tell when she's when she's being like so real because you can just see the difference in like her her mannerisms and like honestly just her voice because she goes like she goes to that. So how you doing, baby? Like that kind of stuff to like, hey, what's going on? You know, when, she, when she's telling that kid to to slap her butt and he doesn't feel comfortable doing it. So he tries to use his feet and he just kicks her over. That made me laugh so hard. I just thought it was funny that he just went. It's like, it's like it really. It was funnier when he minute. kicked her over. No, that was that was, it was so much funnier was the slap. They also did a pretty fun job of showing like the difference between hit like his parents think that he's a loser and he's a whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it's because he just, I mean, he has some issues, but really just wants to get to know people. He's not just trying to go out there and, you know, snag as many fish as he can in from the sea. Of course. Of course. Um, but her cynical nature versus his wide eyed, youthful optimism. Uh, I thought they captured very well and often usually in a very funny way. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember what she said whenever his like other friend that was like his age came up and was like hugging him. Oh yeah, <laughs> she called her like a phony fake b word. Yeah, <laughs> he said. She said. She said. Oh, I didn't know I ordered a phony bitch for dessert. <laughs> and she was. He was like, No, it's just she's a really nice lady. She's really nice. <laughs> uh, that was made me. I laughed so hard. I was like laughing well after everybody else was done laughing. It made me feel so not you laughing. Well, sometimes when you laugh for a long time, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, but no, it made me feel so uncomfortable when she said that. I was like, oh, that's so mean. Oh, I thought that was also really funny. They made a, they did a good job of making her like seem so rude at sometimes and like actively making me feel uncomfortable. They did a lot of different types of comedy. They yep. did that uncomfortable Michael Scott comedy. Um, as you said, slapstick, you know, all kinds of different things in this movie. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know if I can objectively say that it worked, but I can definitely say that I'm glad we have the movie that we have. And I really liked it. And I have not laughed that hard in a movie in a long time. So for all those people who didn't laugh at all and they, I bet they just prefer to watch quirky mumbly indie comedies where you just kind of half smile all the time. And that's what they think laughing is. (laughs) Well, I think they would have laughed all the time. I'm sure they half smiled at some point. Um, well, we're getting to the end. I'm going to ask you to give me what was your what was the funniest part of the movie to you? What would you just like, give me one throw out one particular line or scene that you thought was I the funniest? I named so many parts. I can't yeah, think they, of another funny thing that they did. Must not have been a very funny movie then. I forgot. I forgot them all. We just saw the movie five minutes ago. <laughs> Dude, I know. We walked out of the movie theater <laughs> into this <laughs> podcast studio and you can't think of another single funny thing. Dude, I already named so many parts. Well, I guess we'll finish it up. Uh, <laughs> I normally would give this. What was no? What's one funny line that you think was funny? I just gave you my the part that I thought was the funniest. When she the calls k- that lady, with the part where she orders like phony biatch for dessert. I don't remember. I'm sorry, guys. I can't think of anything. I can't think of any of the really funny lines. Well, actually, I'm doing it on purpose 
because I want you all to see this movie. I don't want to spoil everything. What about whenever funny. he's at the restaurant and she, she's like, he starts quizzing you about that boy, that guy. And she's like, oh, did you want to have sex with him? I can have him come back <laughs> that over That was here. really funny, too. There's so many funny things in this movie. Anyway, we're Wait, out of time. But, but there was more stuff I wanted to talk about. But we're out of time, though. But she, he, sings that, she, he sings that Maneater song, and it's really cool how she, like, you can watch her feel the song hitting her so hard deep into her, her soul, watching how good and talented he is, but also knowing that she's the Maneater. And that time when when uh the the I said we're out the, of time. But no, the breaking they they're like breaking up or whatever because he finds out and then it, it does a fatality and rips his heart out, heart ripped out. Oh my gosh, what a good I'm mirror! I'm glad you like the really overt good, symbolism. I love symbolism. Anyway, I would normally give a caveat review here and say if I was being objective, I'd have to give it this and this, but I'm not going to do that because this movie needs some love and I really liked it, so I'm going to give this movie a yes, strong eight for comic value. I'm just going to give it a ten out of ten comedies. Ten really funny comedy, super duper ultra comedy. All right, we're out of comedy. We're a minute over time now. So, what part of your bits do you want them to cut? What? What? The part of the show do you want them to cut out? You, you made us go a minute over time. I didn't do anything. Yeah, cut out the part where Solomon says this terrible name. <laughs> no, then they won't know. All but right, my name was Sandwich. Until next time, check it out. No hard feelings. Showing it at a cinema near what you. What are you doing? <laughs> Mid headphone takeoff. Check it out. It's really good. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.